Hello, welcome to the morning lesson. I'm Miss Laura and glad you're here. This month, the stories for the fourth grade will come to us from the Norse lands, the lands of Scandinavia. These stories are from a time before the Romans in Italy came north. These stories are from a time before the North people had ever met any Christians at all. They had their own gods and goddesses. And while we might find some similarities, we are going to find some some differences. In the third grade stories, we are learning about the God of Adam and Eve, of Cain and Abel, and of Noah and Nimrod, and now, of course, of Abraham and Sarah. If you are following the third grade stories as well as the fourth grade stories, just know that these are two very different peoples and they live in very different kinds of places. In the north of Europe, in the Scandinavian countries of Denmark and Norway, Sweden and Finland, Iceland and Greenland, the land is very cold and most people live near water. The people came to that place after a great sheet of ice melted. These glaciers or ice mountains covered much of the land of Northern Europe for a very long time until the climate changed and the waters melted. When the waters returned to the North Sea, land emerged from the watery places and people followed herds of reindeer to this new land. These are their stories. We don't know how old these stories are and we don't know how they were originally told. You might have seen some of these gods in recent movies or in comic books. The stories I tell might sound familiar to those uh, and they might have some details you may have not heard yet. If you're looking to read some very wonderful books of these stories, I recommend a few things. The Children uh, by Odin by Patrick uh, Cullum, The North Smiths by Kevin Crossley Holland, and Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. If your students are middle school aged and high school aged and you or, and or you are interested in going deeper into the history and philosophical aspects of the North people, the Vikings uh, in their time, I have two of my favorite YouTube channels, uh, Kragenford and Arthur Hagar. I will put these in the description so that you can find them and enjoy them as well. I'm going to begin at the very best place to begin a story, and that's just the beginning. In the beginning, there were two worlds, the world of fire and the world of ice. In Nephelheim, the ice covered everything and was everything. The frost and icy fog covered the ice and there was nothing more than that ice and nothing lived there. In Mespelheim, the fire burned and lava flowed. Smoke filled the air. It was difficult to breathe and to see anything, but the giant Sutra lived there. Between the two worlds was a space, a gap. This place was called Ganunga Gap. The part of the gap closest to Nephelheim 
was frozen, and the part closest to Mespelheim was not. The heat of Mespelheim melted the ice nearest to Nefelheim in that Ganunga Gap. Within the melting ice slumbered a giant, a great frost giant, Ymir. As the heat melted away, the ice, Ymir, began to sweat. From his sweaty armpits came two giants, male and female. And from the sweat off his legs came another giant, a son. And he was known as Strength Yeller. This was the first family of Jotuns, frost giants. In this place, there was another being, a cow, a cosmic cow named Adhumbala. Adhumbala fed Ymir milk from her udders. Adhumbala's milk kept Ymir alive. And Adhumbala, the great mother cow, fed herself by licking at the frozen ice. One day, she licked at the melting ground and she found hair. The second day, she came back and she licked again and uncovered a head. On the third day, she licked and licked and licked the ice away and found a body. This was the first god. His name was Burr or Burry, and his wife was Betla. And the Burr and Burdy had three sons, Odin, Vili and Ve. They were the first of the gods. Now, there were many more Jotuns or giants than there were gods. Jotuns were forces like hurricane winds and earth-shaking rumbles. They were fires burning out of control and flooding rains. They were frightful and they delighted in their own chaos. The god brothers Odin, Vili, and Ve decided that they were not meant to live in the shadow of these Jotuns. Something must be done. Order must be brought. And the three devised a plan. They went to their grandfather, Ymir, and killed him while he slept. And they took his body and they created a new world to live in. Ymir's blood flowed out, and it turned into our oceans and rivers and streams. His flesh became the land we lived on. His bones were piled up to form the mountains, and his teeth the rocks in the field. Ymir's hair transformed into the grasses and the trees, and his eyelashes, oh, his eyelashes they took and they formed it all into a special place and named it Midgard. To protect Midgar with its oceans and lands and mountains and fields, the brothers, the three, the brothers, the three brothers placed Ymir's skull on top like a dome to protect this land from the Jotuns. In the sky, they put Ymir's brains. They are the clouds we see, and each rain brings new good ideas. From Mespelheim, 
the land of fire. The gods gathered sparks from those fires and put the sparks up in the sky. We still see them at night and we have named them the stars. Odin, Vili, and Ve were worried that Midgard might wobble over and fall, so they took the grubs feasting on Ymir's body, and those became the elves. The light elves and the dark elves. Odin, Vili, and Ve took four of the dark elves and chose them to hold up Midgard. Norde, Veste, Sundre, and Austri. The dark elves were also known as dwarves, and they loved to live in the dark places underground. Their home world was made just for them, and it is called Svartenheim. And there they toil under the ground, enjoying digging for metals and gems. They were the first to discover the ways of the forge and they have remained the best craftsmen and craftswomen. If you should want a sword, a dark elf from Svartenheim is who you would call. On Midgard, Mani and Sol were born. They were shining beings, bright and beautiful. They came before our sun and our moon today. They are the old sun and the old moon. The gods placed them in the sky to lighten up the day and the night. The three gods admired their work on Midgard. It was a beautiful place. They found an ash tree and an elm tree growing close to each other. They admired how much the trees seemed to love each other. They took the two trees and carved them just so making the ash tree into a man's shape and the elm tree into a woman's shape. Odin blew into their nostrils and gave them both the spirit of life. They animated their bodies and gifted them with movement and grace. Ville gave the people feelings and speech. He gave them the senses to understand their world and he completed their shapes. The man they named Ask, as he was from the ash tree, and the woman they named Imbla, for she was from the elm. The gods retreated from Midgard and left it for us humans, but they are always nearby in case a Jotun should threaten us. A great extension for this beginning part of um, the Norse mythology is to try a painting of the two worlds of that flame and that cold and how they mix together. And I, I like to d think about well, what's in between and um, a painting of a, a cold Ice cosmic cow is is a really great um, painting, but the, but it's not the only one, of course, that you could um, paint. Uh, what about painting a giant or painting painting what the three gods would look like? There's lots of options uh, to to open up this new study. 
in this block in my fourth grade class, I will be using it as a language arts block. And so we're going to be doing some uh, writing and some poetry. The Norse, the Norse stories come to us from a long poem called the Prose Edda in its original form. And there's, there's some really great snippets of that of those poem poems that you could bring into your work this month and uh, maybe I'll I'll find some eventually and we'll share some of those here too but until next time bye